Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mneebauer. That's logos.com slash mneebauer. What is the bread we are asking for when we recite the Our Father? Is it simply the food on our table, or does it also include the other necessities of life? If spiritual things are so important, why does God also want us to pray for the material things in life as well? Welcome to This We Believe, the podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. The Our Father moves from heaven down to earth with a petition to give us this day our daily bread. While the Our Father begins with heavenly things, the hallowing of God's name, and the request that God's kingdom come, it moves to earthly things. While one can and should begin our prayers with spiritual and material things, this does not mean we should neglect our material wants and needs. Christians are not escapists. We do not hate the world. Since God created the world, it is good. Material things are given to us by God as good gifts that we should delight in. So what exactly should we be praying for when we ask God to give us this day our daily bread? First, we pray that God would provide the basic things we need each day. For many around the world, this prayer is taken literally. It is a prayer for the providence of food in order to sustain individual and community life. But for others who live in communities where bread is abundant, this prayer should move one outward. First, in a moment of thanks for those who labored before us to provide us with bread. Parents or grandparents worked hard in order to provide bread for themselves and their siblings. I don't have to worry about daily bread, in part because of the labors of my ancestors. In addition, those who have the comfort of daily bread ought to use this prayer to pray for those around the world who suffer from food insecurity. We don't ask God for my bread, but our bread. And in so doing, we ask for God's provision for the entirety of the church around the world. This should also prompt us to reflect on the ways we might participate in fulfilling this prayer by sharing our own wealth and possessions. Are we over-consuming bread? and thus preventing others from receiving their daily bread. To ask for daily bread for others is to ask God to reveal to us the ways we can give away our wealth and share our possessions in order to make this a reality. So this prayer is first a prayer in which we ask God for the basic things we need and others need each day. Now second, this prayer is uttered in order to help us receive bread as a gift from God. God is the creator of all good things. He invented food and the concept of eating. So when we ask for our daily bread, 
We are acknowledging that God has given us food and other created things as gifts to be used and enjoyed. We should not treat our material things as insignificant or treat them as things that we deserve, but instead, we should treat them as gifts. In order to understand this better, think about how we are supposed to receive a gift from a friend. First, we are called to receive this gift with joy and thank the giver. If I open up a birthday gift and promptly leave the room, I do a disservice to the gift giver. Gifts are meant to draw friends together. The recipient says thanks in order to acknowledge the sacrifice made by the gift giver. Second, once a gift is received, it should be used properly. If someone buys a painting for me and I use it to prop open a door, I do a disservice to the gift giver. Finally, we are called to enjoy our gifts. When someone buys us a material object, they want us to enjoy it. Enjoying that gift is a way of honoring the gift giver. When we pray for our daily bread, we should ask that we receive the material things of the world as gifts from God in a similar manner as we receive a gift from a close friend. We should thank God for the food, clothing, and comforts he's given us. These things are not things that we have earned or deserved. The source of these good things ultimately resides in God as creator. We should also use appropriately the gifts he's given us. If I waste food or refuse to take care of my home, if I refuse to share my possessions and wealth with others, I am failing to use these gifts as God intended them to be used. Finally, we are called to enjoy the things God has given us. Food is meant to taste good. Its taste is supposed to prompt us to praise God for creating food. Music is meant to be enjoyed. Songs are meant to be sung. Paintings are meant to be admired. Comfortable chairs are meant for reclining. To delight in these things is to delight in God who created all good things. Lastly, when we ask for our daily bread, we are meant to take a moment to ask for all of our material wants and needs. Daily bread here is meant to symbolize all of the other material things that we want or need. Food, clothing, shelter, work, fulfillment, money. So when we pray this prayer, we ask for the things we want here on earth. But this begs a question, what are the real desires of our heart? Sometimes when we sit down to pray, we can think that our true wants and desires are not worth God's time, that they are too simple or too silly. So instead, we pray for the things we think God wants for us to pray for, things like world peace or a cure for diseases. However, we have to remember that God already knows our thoughts and our hearts and our desires. He knows what we really want and what we really want to ask for. So a better way to ask for our daily bread is to begin with the things we really want to ask for, even if they are simple. If what we really want is a good grade on an exam, or a job promotion, or a new car, we should begin by expressing these desires before God. Then, 
we should ask God to answer these true prayers of our heart in the manner that he sees fit. An ancient Christian prayer by St. John Chrysostom asks God to, quote, fulfill all our desires and petitions as may be best for us. So we ask God to answer these prayers, but answer them only in ways that are good and helpful to us. So what will happen when we pray in this manner? First, God will begin to prune and shape our desires. Prayer is enabled through the gift of the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of Christians. So when one earnestly and sincerely asks God for specific things, however small or trivial, the Spirit begins to work in them to mold, change, and focus these desires. So, let's say I earnestly ask God for $1 million. Chances are God will not drop a sack of money out of the sky in response. Instead, the Holy Spirit will prompt me to consider why I want this money and the purpose for this money. I may discover that God wants me to learn to live off of less money or give away more money. I may discover that God is calling me to work harder in order to make more money. If I listen to God in these ways, I may indeed earn a million dollars over the upcoming weeks, months, or years. However, I would have learned so much more about God and my own desires for wealth in the process. The other thing we will discover is that God is always at work answering our prayers. God is always working to sustain our life. Miracles are performed each day in the ways God keeps the air moving through our lungs, the ways he brings the sun up in the sky each morning, the ways he keeps gravity constant so that we can reside on earth. We always have a choice in whether we will acknowledge these things or whether we will take them for granted. When we offer up our deepest desires to God, no matter how trivial they might see, God will open up the eyes of our heart to see how he is at work in our lives each and every day. This brings us to the heart of prayer. Prayer is ultimately not about asking and getting things, although as we have seen, this is certainly a small part of it. Instead, the purpose of prayer is to draw us closer to God. In prayer, we cooperate with the Holy Spirit working in us to allow the Spirit to mold our desires, conforming them to the desire for God, and in the process moving us closer to Jesus Christ. This is why in church, we say these words, give us this day our daily bread, just before we eat the bread of heaven in communion. We offer up the daily material things in our life to God, and ask that in the process, the Spirit would mold and shape these desires to conform to our ultimate desire, which is to be with Jesus, the bread of life. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you have enjoyed this episode, I'd ask that you tell one other friend about us, and that will go a long way to helping us reach others. You can reach us at our Facebook page at This We Believe Podcast, our Twitter at we underscore believe underscore pod, or email us at thiswebelievepodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Bye.